Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, August 31st, 2015, and this is The Ride. Hello everybody, it's a brand new week. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it probably because I've been in the Word this morning and I got some good stuff. And as always, we're going to let the Holy Spirit just direct our discussion today because I find that's about the only thing that's worthwhile. And I was listening to the Gospel of John. I want to encourage you guys, really, 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 really check out that book. In fact, I want to encourage you to listen to it. I was with uh, some friends of mine over the weekend and we had kind of an impromptu discussion about Christianity and all things that were kind of, uh, you know, would pertain to being a Christian and, and following Christ and reading the Word of God and things like that. And it was a really good time and consensus, I think, well, a few of us had this anyway, is that it's really important to hear the Word of God, to actually hear it with your audible, with your ears. And sometimes it's helpful to just read it aloud so you can hear it. And I know for me, this morning, when I was listening to the Gospel of John, letting uh, my buddy Max McLean from Bible Gateway read it to me, did something different, man. It, it caused me to be in the moment that was going on because if you read John you'll find that well, a couple a couple I don't know a couple of uh, themes I got in it were one Jesus is the living water and he's also the bread of life and he was describing himself as necessary, really. Necessary. He would, he would declare that he was a son of God at certain cases. I'll get to that in a minute. Which, to, to the Jews, was just about as blasphemy. And they were wanting to stone him on a number of occasions. But... Hearing the word in that way really just put me right back there. And it was kind of remarkable because not only did I catch the themes better than when I'm just reading it, you know, with my head voice, but I also noticed another theme really here, and that is that Jesus is talking with the Jews and his disciples and the Pharisees and it almost sounded argumentative and I like that you know why I like that because what he was doing was he was stating the truth and the and the reasoning of the day the reasoning from the people the reasoning of the natural mind was contrary to what Jesus was saying. So much so that 
at certain times they said we we can't take this even the disciples said that is too hard of a a word for us to accept and some of them fell away i'm not talking about the 12 necessarily but i'm talking about those who were following him they said you know that's that's just too much you're talking about eating your body and drinking your blood and to be honest i don't fully i haven't fully studied that but soon after he talks about that and that that was such a hard word for for them to accept soon after that he describes that the flesh that there is uh, nothing in the flesh or no power in the flesh or something like that and so to know what I'm talking about you got to listen and read it yourself but it was remarkable to to hear the back and forth you know having had 2,000 years since then to you know have our culture absorb what Jesus was saying you know we have accepted his word and we understand now that he was speaking in terms that those early followers didn't understand you know they they thought the Messiah was going to be some kind of a political leader that was going to save them from natural bondage the the oppression of the Romans they were very short-sighted and it's now that you can see what Jesus really accomplished and that his goal and the the plan of the father was to have Jesus come and rescue us from spiritual bondage of our sin nature now we see things differently but to the early Christians or to the early believers let's put it that way right now they didn't have the right basis to to base their opinions on they didn't know what Jesus was talking about for one thing they didn't understand the depth of what he was talking about And it caused them to, some of them wanted to fall away. They said, this is too harsh of a word. We can't accept this. But I thought it was really neat to hear that, you know, on, on one occasion where, I believe it was the Sea of Galilee. I, it would have to be the Sea of Galilee where they're, they're going across the lake in their boats and things. That sea is, that's, that's a pretty big lake. I've seen pictures of it. You should check it out. All you have to do is just go to Google Maps or something, go over there and uh, go, go to Street View right on the coast of uh, Sea of Galilee and you can see, you know, the, the extent of that lake. I mean, you can, you can kind of see the other side but it's a, you know, it would be traveling. It would be a tra it would be a track to to make a point to go from one side to the other, and that kind of spoke to me when I was listening to John today, the Gospel of John. When 
when people were following Jesus, when they realized that, I think it was right after the feeding of the 5,000 or 4,000, one of the two, after that had happened and then they realized that he was not around anymore and oh yeah they got got wind that he had gone to the other side they up and decided to go to the other side and I think that that speaks to me a little bit because that's kind of like it'd be like Jesus being here today and and he he did miracles that are just blowing our minds and and he's preaching in ways that go against what we have heard but some something in the inside of us is saying yeah I, I can take this this is this is hard but something about what he's saying is fueling me and I believe that's what was going on with those early followers and it's like Jesus it'd be as though Jesus was here today and that was happening and I was I was getting wind of this awesomeness and then Jesus goes and flies to Texas and I'm like I, I gotta I gotta go. I gotta I gotta hear what he's got to say. Book me a ticket. Maybe not that extreme, but kind of that extreme. I mean, the people had jobs, and if they gotta go from this side of the lake to the other side of the lake, it's kind of like they're interrupting their normal life in order to follow him and to hear what he has to say. So that just spoke to me that what he was saying was impactful. And what he is saying to us today is impactful. How do I know? Because I got impacted this morning. It's almost like I was in the middle of this... I'm not going to say discussion, but it was more like a back and forth between Jesus and really not the people it's not Jesus versus the people but it's Jesus speaking the truth from heaven versus people speaking the best truth they know in the natural and it's just so that truth that the people were speaking is just so inadequate Sometimes we try to figure God out. I happened to be doing a little bit of research online last night, looking at books that have been written about certain topics. Uh, I was actually looking up, up fictional books, just thrillers and things like that. I'm wanting to write a book, and I wanted to understand what might have been out there that is similar to my idea. And happy, happy me... My idea is very unique, and uh, I like that. But anyway, the point is, is while I was doing some research, I came across some books that were not fictional thriller-type books, but um, more opinion, religion kind of books. But I started to look into them, and I realized something some of these books they had they had the look of a christian book but when you looked into them and i could look at what was being written in some of them 
I realized that what they were, some of them, were basically just slash and hash the Bible kind of books where you pick apart every Greek and Hebrew meaning. So it's very heady, very uh, scholarly, very nitpicky kind of uh, complaints about Scripture. Now, I'll say this. Our job as Christians is to search the Scriptures and understand them and not just gloss over spots that we have a hard time with, but really seek the Lord and, and seek Scripture to understand what's being said there. So we're as Christians, we're supposed to do that. But I know how our enemy operates too. And I am not naive to some of his tactics. And what he does is take a truth and twist it a little, cause there to be doubt, insecurity, which is the opposite kind of of security, meaning now I don't have security in the scripture of what Jesus has said, cause there to be doubt, cause there to be confusion, and essentially divide your heart that wants to seek the Lord and seek truth and cause it to basically do what those early early believers were doing, which is rely on their natural wisdom. So you can take any passage of Scripture, if you would like, and boil it down to every syllable, if you want, and tweak it and turn it and make it do what you want. And that's dangerous. And I think what I was seeing in some of these books is that that's exactly what was happening. They, the author of those books were, were taking Scripture and flipping it on its head and saying, well, no, you need to take it in its full context that this is what was being said. This prophecy didn't regard or didn't have anything to do with Jesus, but it had to do with this war and this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you can't, so you cannot have it pertain to Jesus Christ. Therefore, you know, it, this did not speak of him rising from the dead, or this was not prophecy about that, blah, blah, blah. And you can take anything and you can, you can go crazy and twist anything you want, any way you want. And that's what's happening. And is there power? I mean, is there, is the enemy got it? Um, does the enemy have a good tactic with this method? <laughs> he sure does. Because I'd like to think that I won't accept that kind of nonsense. But I, I was a little bit challenged last night as I was looking at this stuff. And I, I got to the point and said, you know, Lord, I believe what you said. I like to take the Bible in context, the whole of it. And to me, that, that sits better with my spirit because some of the things that Jesus was saying in John 
it spoke to me because he's he's basically challenging their natural opinions about stuff. And he wasn't he was bold in his stance. He knew what the truth is and he just spoke it. And that really and and it was in the face of opposition, let me tell you. It's kind of like let me let me paint this picture. Imagine just so we can kind of see what was going on maybe in a clearer way. Imagine that there were some references in the in the scripture that talked of another not another messiah cuz i don't want to go blasphemous here but talked of a a coming witness well actually there is a spot in scripture that talks about a witness too actually it's not very it's not a big story in scripture i should i should look up that reference but imagine if somebody at this day and age were to say i am that witness it's kind of like he's not saying he's divine but he is like a prophet kind of like John the Baptist, you know, he was called for season to be a witness of Jesus arrival. Well, imagine now in in 2015 somebody appears seemingly out of nowhere and says I am this I am one of these two witnesses. And then there's another witness and says I am the other witness. And this is what God is saying. And imagine if what they're saying goes even more contrary, I guess, to the established Christianity of today. So in a kind of sense, it's like right now, we as Christians are like the Pharisees, and these two witnesses have this word that they're saying is from the Lord, and it's a hard word. They're telling us stuff that's for the sake of this example, completely true, honest, God wisdom, and we are hearing it as Christians, and we're like, dude, that's just beyond what I'm used to. That's not how I understand Jesus to be. And they're saying things like, you have heard it said this, but I say to you this newer, deeper understanding. And we're like, man, you guys are full of the devil. You guys are just crazy. And we start ripping our clothes and finding piles of rocks so we can stone them. Because how dare they speak against my Jesus and the established Christianity? Well, that's exactly what was going on then. Jesus was speaking the truth of God. And it was counter to the established way of the Jewish tradition. I'm not slamming Jews, by the way, uh, here. 
I'm just that's just that's just the truth. It's the tradition, the religious understanding of the day. What Jesus was saying was going against it. So, I want I didn't really know exactly what I was going to discuss today, but I'm glad that we're going this direction because today there are some who don't know Jesus. They don't understand the Christian worldview, the the understanding. They perhaps don't even understand that there is this problem with mankind. What's the problem, you ask? Maybe you're one of these folks who, who didn't know that there's this... Why are we even talking about this Jesus character? I mean, why? what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is he came to the earth to redeem you to pay for a penalty that you would have to take and you didn't even know you had that penalty. And so the gospel, you've heard that term used, the gospel is like the good news. The good news is this, Jesus came because he loved you before you even knew about him, before you even knew that you needed to know about him. He loved you before that. He came to be the sacrifice needed to cover sin and the sin nature that we all have. That's why he came. To introduce us to the Father which we didn't truly know. And to kind of give us an insight as to how the Father's heart is. That the, that the Father's heart isn't hard toward us. In fact, it's soft toward us. He gave His Son for us. And He endured many things. And He had to challenge the religious understanding of the day. Now you fast forward to now, and there's all sorts of winds of understanding or man's thought of what truth is. And some folks will look at the world and say, well, the truth is what I can see, or the truth is what I can prove, or the truth is what I can see evidence for. And Jesus' statement to those early believers and his statement to us today is, there is a truth that's higher than that standard of natural understanding. In fact, it sometimes goes against natural understanding. And by that very nature, because there is supernaturalness to that, meaning it's above just natural, there is an element of faith required. The other theme that I was catching in the book of John is that you would hear him say 
very often that we needed to, we as followers of Christ, needed to believe. Now, I've talked with many people through the years. I've had deep, deep philosophical discussions with folks and, and young people especially who want to rationalize their belief or basically want to have arguments to support what they believe. And most of the time when Christianity is challenged it's, be, it's with arguments that are all based in the natural. It would be things like, well, I can't believe that because this is what I see. I can't believe that God's a loving God because why would a loving God let these atrocities happen? Well, if, if, you, if that's one of the stumbling blocks for you. The reason that that kind of atrocity stuff happens is not because God wants it to happen, but because sin entered the world. And people make choices and commit atrocities. And I can't explain why it happens, but people make decisions that go contrary to what God's will is. Every murder that happens is that way. Because God says, do not murder. I'm talking about murder. I'm not talking about wars and things like that. So those things I can't explain. But a lot of times people use things like that to explain their natural view of why they can't accept the supernatural. So they, they live in a purely natural state. And all I can tell someone in that situation is, I understand. I understand that viewpoint. There's been times in my life that I've held to that viewpoint. But I believe that there is a spiritual element to life, and I believe that there is one God, and I do believe that Jesus Christ was sent by that God as his son, and I also believe that he rose from the dead. Those are all faith statements. can't prove it to you, but I believe that. And if I want to read those books I was talking about earlier where you nitpick all of the different translations and interpretations of Scripture and all that kind of stuff to basically discredit anything you want, then you can, you know, then sure, if you want to do that, then you can say, well, life is just natural and all of the spiritual stuff that anyone ever talks about or tries to attain some understanding of, 
all of that's just man-made hocus-pocus. And our attempt at trying to understand things that are not understandable, that's, that's one of the rationales for what religion is, is trying to reach an understanding of things that our natural mind can't understand. And I understand that. I get that. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, what am I possibly missing? Because we're human, and I'll tell you this, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. And so that means that we could be, whatever we think, whatever our worldview is, it might be not quite 100% right. I'm sure mine is not. There are things I'm still learning. And if I can say that about my worldview, I can surely say it about yours. I don't believe that you know everything. How can you possibly? Especially if you are someone who is telling me, I don't believe there's anything beyond this natural stuff. Well, let's just put that theory to a test a minute. In order for you to tell me that, you have to be able to prove to yourself or to me that there is no spiritual realm. But if you have, you can't do that. It'd be like you're an ant and you're telling all the other ant friends of yours, hey look man, there is no other creatures on this planet. Because I've never seen them. I know, sure, we eat these big bread-like things with peanut butter and jelly stuff on it. We find these at outside at these places that we've heard are called picnic places. But I've never seen anything bigger than an ant. So therefore, there must not be anything bigger than an ant. Even though there is some evidence of these awesome things called peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you want to hold to the theory that everything is in the natural, there's no spiritual element to life, I find that harder to accept than a life that does include a spiritual element, although we might not be able to fully put our hands around it, I find that easier to accept. Because I see things in our world and in my life, unexplainable things, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich kind of things that are present but can't be explained by just natural processes. That's how I see it. I see there are certain elements that are spiritual. And so by faith, I believe, you know, I believe what Jesus has said. Sure, there's things that I've still got to figure out how it kind of works, but I'm not there yet. I'm not 100% there yet as far as my wisdom level. But I do know that 
the Lord gives us wisdom. And the more time we spend with the Lord, the more we catch his heart. So I guess my challenge to you today, if you're someone who is struggling with understanding this whole spiritual aspect of life, or you just never heard this before and wonder, what is this guy talking about? I want to encourage you to have a a heart that's open. And I really believe that if you... If you're honestly wanting to know, if if you're really wanting to know truth, okay? If you're really wanting to know truth, then you need to be able to open up your heart and accept something that you might not understand. Because like I said before, we don't all know everything. You know, the Bible talks about how we see through glass dimly but at some point later on, we will see clearly. And we're living in this natural world. And if you'll just indulge me for a minute, that yes, there is a spiritual element that we don't fully understand. It makes sense that when we're in this natural world, we won't fully understand that which is spiritual. Not fully. But we can in a greater and greater level experience that even while we're here. That's why Jesus came is to help us understand the Father. And, you know, He's not a concrete thing we can put our hands on. So if He came to help introduce us to the Father so we could have this relationship with the Father, that tells me that he sees us being able to catch the things of the Spirit even while we're living in the natural. And that we can actually be living in the Spirit and fueled by the Spirit of God. So if, if you're really open to wanting to know the truth, even though you've maybe never noticed or never even maybe heard about this life of faith and this life that there is a spiritual element to it, I encourage you to it, it just takes a second to open up your heart and, and really just say, okay, look, speak to the Lord God. You're allowed. You can say, Lord, I don't know if you exist, but right now I'm going to open up my heart and ask you to make yourself known to me. It's, it's as simple as that. And I seriously, seriously believe that if you are truly open to the truth in that way, that the Lord will make himself known to you. The life of faith is just that. It is taking steps of faith. If you need to have things proven to you, it's just not going to work out. You will accept things on face value only. And I'm here to tell you that a life like that is very below what's possible. It's substandard. God intended for us to have a life with His life flowing in us. That's how things happened in the garden at the start. 
and the Garden of Eden. So I'd like us to pray right now. Can we do that? Let's just settle our hearts a minute. Lord, today is a, a brand new day, a day of new beginnings. And Lord, I thank you that you have sent your son to help us know you better, that he can introduce your heart to us and, and your life to us. So today as we just settle our hearts and, and clear our minds from the distractions of the moment, Lord, I pray that for those of us who are seeking more of you, to understand more of you, to get a better, clearer picture of this life of faith, I pray, Lord, that you reveal things to us speak to our heart, even speak to things in our heart that maybe we've hidden from you. You know exactly what needs to be said, Lord, and I, I ask that you would reveal yourself. You said that if, if we sought after that, if we sought after you, you would be there and you would open the door. So that's what we're doing right now. We're seeking after you. And I believe that the truth of the word of God can begin to grow and blossom from this little seed today. And that your power would be manifest in the life of anyone who would want to seek after you first. So I declare that today in the life of those who are opening their hearts to you right now. I declare that there is a growth that surpasses any kind of natural wisdom, so much so that it's clear to the new believer that something special has happened here today. I thank you, Lord, that you are one who renews our life. You restore what has been taken and you bring us to new levels in you. So as we seek your face today, Lord, I thank you that your wisdom is coming into our life. We want to declare right now that we believe in you. And we know that as we make that statement of faith, that you will honor it and you will pour out new life into our life. You will become the bread that we seek, the living water that we need, that will never go dry again. So fill us, Lord, with who you are and your spirit. I thank you for everyone who's listening right now and praying along with me here. 
I thank you for who they are. I thank you that they are unique and they have special giftings that you've put into them. I pray, Lord, that you would embolden them to do exactly what it is you've created them to do. And now that you are filling them with your power and your strength, they will be able to successfully do these things. I pray that as trouble comes like it comes to everyone, that they will have a strength that they never knew they had to conquer the mountain of that day and be with them every day. Be with us every day, Lord Jesus. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Excellent. If you could really agree with me on that, I think you've encountered something that you may have never encountered before. If you've never done that kind of prayer before, I want to encourage you to stay listening to these podcasts and check out the Word of God. And and seriously, check out Gospel of John. I mean, check out wherever the Spirit leads you to check out, but, but do do it. Stay in that Word and, and see what the Lord is speaking to you that day. I promise if you do that, you will get new understanding every day. You can read the same thing every day and you'll get something new every day because the Word is living and will speak to your current situation. You're, you're now tuned into a spiritual realm that will help you. It will help you. So, excellent. Thank you for riding along with me today. More to follow. Stay tuned. By the way, I'm now on iTunes, so if you want, you can check me out there and share and subscribe and like and all the rest. We are starting to get a following all over the place, so I just want to keep getting the word out. If this is really ministering to you, don't send me any money. (laughs) That's not what this is about. I don't want your money. I want you to share the word of God with other people. That's what I want you to do. All right? Time is short. We need to make a difference. There is somebody out there who maybe needs to know the word of God like you have come to know the word of God. You need to share that. I'm I'm seriously seriously serious as a heart attack. Share the word of God. And as you do, I pray that God gives you new boldness, new words, new confidence to declare the truth of his word. And you stay in that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And you pray for those who don't know Jesus Christ, that they will come to a knowledge of him that surpasses their natural understanding. You do that for me. I love it. I love you. And I will see you on the flip.